Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Happy new comic book day, and welcome to this week's edition of Panel Riot. Intern Stan, play our theme song. Uh, that was weird. Stan, was that the Golden Girls theme? What are you even doing? Uh, I, I, well, I guess we'll fix it later. Um, okay, a weird start to, to this week's panel ride, but that's okay. That's okay. Uh, we're going to make up for it by uh, for, with our guest this week. He is uh, incredible, and that is all you need to know about him, but I'm going to tell you so much more. Uh, he is the Sorgatron in Sorgatron Media. He is the producer, the host, the brains behind the whole shebang of uh, the Wrestling Mayhem Show, the awesome cast, uh, the Malengo's Movie Minute, any, and, and uh, um, Boss Battle? Is it Boss Battle? Probably Boss Battle, Journal Lifestyle Medicine podcast, uh, my morning good, good morning podcast I do four days a week. It goes on and on and on. He is the busiest man I know, and he has carved out a little bit of his time to appear with us here this week on Panel Riot. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Sorg, a.k.a. Sorgatron. Thank you. Thank you for that nice intro, and thank you, Will, for being a friend. Oh, thank you for being a friend. Traveled down that road and back again. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we have you on this week to talk about Marvel's Ultimate Line, and we're going to get into that probably in the second section. But first... Let's get to know our guest. If you are in and around the Pittsburgh area, you probably already know uh, who he is and what he's about. If you listen to this podcast, I don't know how you found it without going through uh, one of the other podcasts. We're actually hosted on SorgatronMedia.com. But Sorg, tell us a little bit about yourself and why you like comics so much. Well, I'm just a small town boy from a small town with big city dreams, and but that has nothing to do with comic books. Um, actually, well, actually, we're going back to the small town. Um, I I can't recall if my first uh, encounter with comic books was uh, like earliest thoughts in my head is is the the Spider-Man and his amazing friends on Saturday morning, or the Superpower Team with the Hall of Justice, and I had all the toys and stuff, right? I had the Secret Wars toys, because that was the only Spider-Man you could get back then, right? Nice. Uh, but generally, the comics I would get, I think the first comics I got in hand were uh, my sister, who is uh, 11 years older than me, and she had left uh, when I was much younger, uh, and left her comic books behind, and there was a whole stack of them. And there were there were horror com- there were horror comics. There were all kinds of stuff, you know, all that weird stuff. But and, and and my mom sold all the weird stuff, but I picked out all the Spider-Man. So I there was like one issue wait, of wait, wait, wait. your your mom sold the weird stuff. Yes, like, like all the horror ones that I think she didn't comics, want me okay. to read. And I didn't. And I was young. I was maybe two or three or something, maybe. And when she's yard selling and these things, I'm going through. I'm like, oh, Spider-Man. You know, uh, and the rest of the stuff really kind of scared me. Like I remember one cover of somebody's like face melting or something like that, right? I, it, it had to have been like those old horror comics or something. I think. I mean, you know, she's a child of the '70s, so whatever was around then, right? But I remember <laughs> four specific uh, Spider-Man comics that that came out of that, and I have a bunch of other old oh, Looney Tunes, all the Looney Tunes comics too. Uh, so right. there's a bunch of that old like the covers are ripped off. I still have them here in the house, actually. Which uh, but, which Spider-Man comics were they? There was one Amazing Spider-Man, and I, I would know, th- know it by the cover. I remember the chameleon was part of it. Mm-hmm. But the other ones, the other three, were Spidey. And I forget the rest of the title, but it was Spidey guest starring The Electric Company. <laughs> what? I'm about to blow your mind here. That's the most amazing thing I've ever heard. It's it, it's great. It, it, so they, he'd like cross over. I remember like 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 he runs into Silver Surfer, who's just like sad sitting on a on a park bench. And then later, when I learn about all the Galactus stuff, I'm like, what? What is all this stuff? You know, <laughs> this this comic of sad Silver Surfer sitting on a park bench is the reason why I picked up a Silver Surfer NES game, which was a, another bad life decision. Oh, terrible. Oh, that's <laughs> that's a 
pain that'll stay with you. But but beyond that, uh, growing up, I, I then kind of gravitated towards we would go to this news depot and had the giant rack, and I was getting all the comics that were the Saturday morning cartoons. I'm talking. I have I have books. Still have these. I have Foofer. I have uh, Care Bears. I have uh, the Get Along Gang. Um, um, Heathcliff. I got a whole stack of those. Star Comics was their kind of like imprint for the kids' comics back then, but they're still Marvel. And sometimes I see ads for these other things. It's great going back into, like, some of the X-Men comics as I'm getting into Marvel Unlimited or I was pa- buying these packages on DVD uh, and going through those 80s comics. I'm like, I remember the ad for Secret Wars 2, you know? I remember that mm-hmm. stuff. I always want to know what that was about. Uh, and the biggest one was... Uh, so you, so you, so you, wait, so you had, the, you had the toys, the Secret Wars toys, um, but you never actually read the comics. Never. I, I finally read Secret Wars about three years ago. And? Wow, that didn't hold up. <laughs> <laughs> It, you're right. It did not. Nope. nope. But I had them, and we got the. I got the little Doctor Doom playset with the little cage from the yard sale and everything. Um, wow. But the only real Marvel comic I got at the time was really Transformers, mm-hmm. um, because that was actually one of the early issues. Actually, I picked up recently on Humble Bundle, like the first like 50 issues uh, in classic uh, of the Marvel ones. But they don't have the rights to the third issue of the limited series that guest starred uh-huh. Spider-Man. But there were other crossovers, like. Uh, some of the characters I know have crossed over into other stuff. And then the G.I. Joe was part of the universe, too, and there's a little bit of crossover there, and I had a couple of those books somewhere along the line, right? Um, and that was really my kind of childhood comic bookness. Nice. Uh, got out of that, and then uh, uh, at the local grocery store had four books. And this is early 90s, mm-hmm. and we're talking Detective Comics, Amazing Spider-Man, Uncanny X-Men, and... Uh, Superman. Uh, geez, which Superman was it? Probably Action Comics, if not just Superman. Oh, so like the four heavy hitters of the time. Exactly. But the problem was, at the time, that's when we were getting crossover heavy. This is when uh, Bane had broken Batman's back, and I was I got on right at the beginning of the Knight's uh, Quest, where Azrael had taken over, and he had claws as the Batman. Um, Fatal Attraction, this is several, a uh, couple issues after Fatal Attractions in X-Men where Wolverine lost his, his medal, mm-hmm. um, and all kinds of stuff right before Cyclops and Jean got married, um, probably a year or two before Age of Apocalypse. Uh, Spider-Man was just going into the Clone Saga. Man, that was a bad time to start reading Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, that's an awful time. <laughs> and then other than that, picking up comics here and there, because um, I, I would always go on these uh, mission trips in the summer, for instance, or when I'd come visit uh, Pittsburgh for with my grandparents, and I'd, I'd find a, somewhere along the line uh, as we're traveling, I'd find a, a, a comic store, and I'd make sure I got like 20, 30 bucks, whatever I saved up on the 7th or 8th grade, right? And just like buy a bunch of stuff, you know? <laughs> like, like, this is the time I can go crazy, and I was starting to, starting to order from those mail order things from the back of uh, some of the comics, too, so that's where I got a lot of really random stuff from, and I could explore uh, yeah, a little bit more. And I got into Spawn a little bit later, um, and that was, that, 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 that's the breadth of it. And now, I got out of it, because I went to college, had no money for comic books, I'm like, I can't, I can't keep up with this, right? Mm-hmm. And plus, I was hating where X-Men was going. I was hating where some of the other stuff was going. Batman was the cl- like the last thing I held on to, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a, a few years later, I kind of got back into it, started getting these DVDs of like the entire Uncanny X-Men collection. Oh, yeah. And, uh, uh, that got me back into it. And it was Comic Zeal that we talked about on Awesome Cast a few weeks ago, uh, awesome using that to, watch, to read on my iPad. Um, and that really got me in. I was just in catch-up mode. I read Civil War. I read, uh, geez, I, I can't remember what else. Like all those old X-Men books. Um, it was just, it was so, it just, I just plowed through so much stuff. It was amazing. Wow. So, um, do you remember? You know, you you had talked about having uh, the toys and everything like that. Do you remember what your first action figure was? No, no idea. No, Did not think of that. I I want to say, um. I want to say the Secret Wars or the Superpowers team stuff is probably some of the earliest I have, though. Okay. Because I think those predate He-Man. And I'm, dude, I was toys-wise, I was in the He-Man, I was in the, the Ninja Turtles, Transformers. Though my mom got me GoBots, even though we didn't even get the TV show for GoBots, but I still dug them and I got a ton of them because they were cheap as hell. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, they, they, my parents were real good good to me about toys. Like I, I look at the like like the the very completest sets of toys that I do have and, and realize how fortunate I was that they, they they really did take care of me. And then I tried to take care of my toys in turn, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and I, like I said, I still have them down here. We, we were just talking a few weeks ago on, 
on Twitter about I want to get a, show, a showcase for all of my old sewer playset for the Turtles and the Ghostbusters and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, that, that spawned from our, uh, our previous episode with uh, Bobby FJ Town, episode one. Oh. Yes, yes, Bobby got me going on that toy thing. <laughs> I'm the, I don't collect new stuff. That's the thing. I go to these, like, these, these, uh, there's a great action, action toy man in Erie, PA. I was, I was told about, went there, it's three floors, husband and wife uh, run the thing. I talked with the wife for, like, I had to been an hour about stuff, and they got all this stuff, and I was like, man, I really like that last, like, Ninja Turtle guy I didn't get. And then it's like, I'm not going to drop 20 bucks on that thing. Or the Steel City Con that's, that has just happened recently here in Pittsburgh. That was this, that was this very weekend, the weekend yes. we're recording this, yeah. Yes, uh, you know, I was like, and people were like, oh, we should go down there. I was like, there's not, I don't care about getting anybody's autograph. You know, I don't care about getting, you know, I, other than going and seeing, like, I got a sound wave within arm's reach here that's hanging around here. I don't even know where I got this from, some yard sale or something for like a quarter, <laughs> right? And then seeing like this condition sound wave that I have here is like 75 bucks sitting on the table. It's like, oh, that's cool. I have something that's worth money. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know? But that's the extent of it for me as far as toys go. Um, I don't really go out of my way to collect things. Like, the worst thing is, like, like I will buy every Marvel movie on DVD. You know what I mean? I mean, that that's, that's like, it. Or this Ninja Turtles movie I just saw. I'm going to pre-order that as soon as I see it on Amazon, you know? Um, that's that's it. You know, everything else is, like, subscription-based between Marvel Unlimited, uh, Netflix, WWE Network. I have no want for anything at this point, you know? Sure. Well, you're, as you, I mean, you get older and your priorities change, you know what I that's mean? That's true, too. As you get older, you either get really, really into it, really go down that path, and this is what I do, this is what I'm but, into, is collect this stuff, or you're happy but, with you know, but, and things but, like but, that. But, but it's also the, do I want to have this physical thing in my hand, like this sound wave I have right here? Sound is freaking awesome, by the way. He's, um, he's showing, he's mugging sound wave for the camera. I am. The I am. Look at this sound. Well, I don't even know where the hell I got this thing. <laughs> this is crazy. Um... You know, and this is like I acquire things, and I'm happy that I acquire things, and I'm done. I'm 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 good. But mm-hmm. but like with the Marvel Unlimited and everything, and you know, I even I kind of had this philosophy, this thought pop in my head when I was doing something uh, a couple weeks ago. I was like, I'm not really interested in in you know the success or anything. I'm interested in the experience. I'm not interested in in having a thing in my hand. I'm interested in the experience. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I'm interested in reading those stories. I'm interested in watching those old WWE pay-per-views, you know, or ECW or stuff like that. I don't need a thing on my shelf because I even even with DVDs, I just look at my shelf and I'm just like, when's the last time I really watched that Mick Foley documentary from, you know, yeah, that's from true. ages ago? I, mean, I, I recently, like, rearranged my living room and all my DVDs are in a chest now. They're not on display. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like I, I, I just never watch them. But I still want to get the Avengers DVD for my shelf, mm-hmm. you know? I will watch it. And no, I can watch it when I want, but really, how often do you? Yeah, you know, those are the only those are the only things I have on display are the like you said Marvel movies and Blu-rays. But I can't bring myself to get rid of those things. Like I have all these comic books, and I was like, I don't want to get rid of them, but I don't want to acquire new ones, and I don't know that I would go through them, mm-hmm. you know, uh, anytime soon. Although I do want to get Bobby over here to play with my Ninja Turtles toys with me. <laughs> that, that does need to happen. Well, I think I feel like something like uh, like those things. I mean, that's that's the power of nostalgia. But that's, I mean, yes. that's a whole other oh, episode. Oh, certainly. That is a whole other episode. <laughs> um, what are you reading now? What are you? Uh, oh my if god! You, if you open up your Marvel <laughs> Unlimited app or Comic Zeal, what are you reading right now? Uh, right now, I, I, I uh, uh, let's see. Well, it's is Marvel Unlimited exclusively right now. Uh, every once in a while, uh, for DC stuff, if it tickles my fancy, or I listen to uh, 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 Kevin Smith's podcast, and he interviews has such great interviews with guys like Neil Adams, and it's like, yeah, I wrote this book, da 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 da. And if it's if it's a DC thing or something else, I am I am putting that. Dude, if you're in the Pittsburgh area, you can get just about any comic book you can think of, uh, trade paperback from the system, and they will send it to your localist library. You just like amass a list, and they will let you know when one comes in. Uh, sorry, that was an aside, but a good tip. Um, as I'm trying to transform this old-ass uh, sound wave as I'm talking, by the way. I'm almost there. I just got to put the head down. Um, <laughs> But no, ah, jeez. Um, following X Men right now again. Marvel Unlimited. Everything's about price six months behind. Okay. Um, so it, even with all, uh, you know, talking about Ultimate Comics today, it's going to be, you know, I'm a little behind on things. I know some things have happened. Mm-hmm. You know, I hear things. I, I have the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but mostly X-Men. Um, I'm slowly creeping into more and more X titles. All now, new. I was X- say, do you mean all the X-Men or just specific ones? Uh, right now, like I haven't, I haven't dived back into Wolverine yet, and that was one of my go-to's back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, it, the only comic I ever subscribed to was when I was trying to get sort of into comics in the probably mid 2000s, whenever Civil War was happening. I actually subscribed for a year for, to Wolverine physical physical comics. And it was like the only, only, only time I've ever subscribed. Um, but no, all new, uncanny um, X Men with the, with all the girls. Um, I just added uh, all new X Factor to see how that is. Uh, oh, what's the one? Amazing X Men with uh, Nightcrawler coming back from heaven or whatever he's doing there with the weird pirates. Um, um, uh, uh, Spider Man, the uh, the Doc Ock Spider Man, Superior Spider Man, uh, Superior Foes of Spider Man. I think is freaking hilarious. Uh, I've heard very good things about that, uh, but I actually haven't read it yet. Yes, yes, I definitely would. Hawkeye, Hawkeye uh, Black Widow that just started on there is really good. Uh, I got into Guardians after seeing the movie. La- I caught up on all the latest series of Guardians after la- the movie last week. That is everything off the top of my head right now. Uh, I was doing Uncanny Avengers, but it got weird. Yeah, yeah no. that's a weird book. That's like, a very strange book. It started off strange. Yeah. Uh, his, they took Xavier's brain because he's, he's, he's dead. Spoiler yeah. alert! And and Xavier or, uh, Red Skull, who is back for whatever reason, now has his brain, and he's making everybody hate mutants or right. something. Doesn't uh, doesn't he also have? Wait, how far in are you? Um, just after the Rogue kills Scarlet Witch with the Apocalypse t- Twins. Oh, I did not get to that part. Oh, sorry. It's okay. Because uh, <laughs> I was going to ask you, uh, does Red Skull have uh, Onslaught's body yet? No. No? <laughs> no. Oh, them aware no, of. that happened in the first... It doesn't matter. That's a weird I mean, book. <laughs> what if, else? Books get, me, if books get real weird, weird, I start blanking stuff out. Like, I think it's like a, I get post-traumatic on it. Just blank out. Like, did that happen? Really? Did I read that book? Well, there's probably a reason I don't remember. Yeah. yeah. So. What else? What else are you reading? I got into uh, Humble Bundle's been freaking killing me. Um, I got I got an in, indie thing, and I... I like Morning Glories. Oh, Morning Glories is a good book. I am two volumes in. Like the first volume came with it, and I'm trying to get the other ones from the library. I got the second one. Um, it looks like an excuse to draw girls in um, um, skimpy schoolgirl outfits, but there's a good story there. It's like this horror movie mystery story, and I really want to see where it ends up. I know they'll never get to it for a hundred issues like Spawn did. <laughs> like I know I'm in for a hurt for this thing if I if I keep going with it. Um, I started with Saga. Couldn't keep going. I have two volumes of it. Want to get into it more? I, I've heard nothing but good things about. Me Saga. too. That's, that I look at Saga the same way that I look at um, like The Wire or Orange Is the New Black. I know I'm gonna have to set aside a chunk of time and binge on it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I, I had trouble getting into The Wire. I, I still haven't gotten down that path too far. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, that's uh, that's about everything. Oh, geez, I could pull up my my app if you wanted me to. But no, I think that's the the bulk of what I'm regu- regularly uh, doing right now. And sometimes I'll get down a rabbit hole of like, oh, let's go read this series that happened or something, right? Or or that that I hear about, like New X Men, uh, is the Neil Adams one he kept talking about. And there's a lot of par- parallels with the most recent uh, X Men Days of Future Past, actually. Or no, no, or am I thinking? Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, I think there is with the latest and maybe a little bit with the first class one, too. Mm-hmm. So, Well, folks, we are uh, just getting into it here with Sorgatron, a great first uh, section. I don't know what to call these. They're not halves because there's three of them. They're not quarters because there's three of them. Yes. And I'm bad at math. So the first section, uh, one section down, we are going to hear a quick word from our sponsors, and we'll be right back with more Panel Riot. Stick around. And incidentally, I'm not a wine expert. All I know about wine is that it either tastes good or it doesn't. And I also know that Petri wine always tastes good. The Petri family sees to that. The name Petri on the label is the personal assurance of the Petri family that every drop of wine in that bottle is good wine. And they know how to make it good because they've been making fine wine for generations. Handing down from father to son, from father to son, 
every secret, every skill of the winemaker's art. Yes, the Petri family took time to bring you good wine. That's why, no matter what type of wine you wish, you can't go wrong with a Petri wine. All right, folks, welcome back to Panel Riot. We want to thank our sponsors, the Petri family, the family that took time to bring you good wine. If you uh, are out in the wild and see a bottle of Petri wine, please buy it. Tell them Panel Riot sent you. They won't know who you're talking about, but uh, you'll have a little fun at their expense. This week we're talking to Sorg, a.k.a. Sorgatron, a.k.a. the man behind Sorgatron Media. We are getting into comics and comic book history. Um, his comic book history, and uh, we're going to talk Ultimate Comics because I genuinely don't know anyone who's read as many of the Ultimate Line comics as you have. Um, so what Ultimates comics, Ultimate Comics, are you reading right now? Uh, right now, uh, actually, I'm reading the Cataclysm books. Um, they've done, well, I don't know. I Maybe we should go back first. Uh, but it's one of their big event things, and they actually apparently shut down all of their books I think they're all getting relaunched in a certain way, like a Marvel Now-ish sort of way. This is um, And uh, Cataclysm is actually... Uh, there's been crossovers before. So this is a universe that, you know, you know Marvel's, Marvel's really big on their multiple universes, right? So, and we've seen stuff like, you know, the regular Spider-Man crosses over to Ultimate Spider-Man kind of thing and says, wait, what happened to my version of Spider-Man? You know, kind of thing. It's, uh, uh, it's worth mentioning that we are going to get into some of the recent stuff going on in Ultimate's comics. So there, I'm going to go ahead and put a general spoiler alert if you haven't read Cataclysm yet. Yes. Uh, bail out now. Fast forward to the end <laughs> of the show. I don't um, think I'm. I don't. I don't think I'm into the real, real, real spoiler zone-ish for it. But generally, um, there's a version of the Galactus which is Galactus. I don't know if it's said differently, but it's spelled differently with a K yeah, and three words. Dashes, yeah. That which was is more. The, um... Which is more of a swarm, right? I don't think I read the original thing where this version of Galactus came about. Yeah, that was uh, an early. Uh, was it? The, was it Ultimatum? It wasn't Ultimatum, was it? No. No. Uh, no. It was it was one of their uh, big events, but um, ultimatum it, was the giant wave that Magneto sent to New York City that killed everybody. Oh yeah, that was I it. Believe. When when uh, the one guy just said the hell with this, I'm done with comics in general, and made the blob into a, a cannibal or something, right? Uh, I think I don't know the story behind a lot of that. It, it got really weird around that time. Yeah, <laughs> very very strange. But uh, um, the, it was Ultimate Nightmare, Ultimate Secret, and Ultimate Extinction. Yes, and I don't know, I don't know if I got into those. Like, there's the, the ultimate, the, like, there's a series, right? Like, Avengers never was an ongoing book until more recently. There's Ultimates, Ultimates two, and Ultimates three. It was like right. uh, maybe a four to six to eight ser limited series. There was these Avengers series that were more like Nick Fury's secret team that includes like Blade and the Punisher kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they 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 do a different version of that kind of thing. Um, the most interesting thing about Ultimate Comics is, you know, it well, well when it started, it was like a reboot, right? Uh, it, or it was like a, a start over. Let's what if we took these characters and we could just mold them now from scratch? What would it be? Uh, yeah, I think was the biggest. It's meant to be a more like a, a more modern take more, on some of the characters. Yeah, more modern. You know, like they more referenced like brand stuff. Like I'm gonna go eat at the Burger King or something. You know, like felt like it was in there more. Like you felt like it was part of the world that you lived in. Right, right. Uh, and I think that was the initial goal of the series. Uh, again, and I read this all post, like like way after, and I just slammed through like mm -hmm. your Spider-Man, your X-Men, uh, the Ultimate series, and the Fantastic Fours, um, like all the way up to Ultimatum. Well, Ultimatum. these these uh, they started the Ultimate line in 2001, and back yes. then it was just Spider-Man and X-Men. Right, right, and the rest of them kind of came in, and there were new versions. Um, and I think my introduction was X-Men. If I recall, uh, again, X Men was very good. It very was strong to start. They both were. Ultimate Spider-Man was fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, so, so I, I had the Ultimate X Men. Uh, it was one of those where it was like the first 50 issues on the DVD I found for like five bucks at Best Buy, right? Um, again, using Comic Zeal to you know read the PDFs and everything on my iPad. Um, and and uh, then I was like, I gotta check out some more of this stuff because I really like what they're doing with this. So I got into X Men, I got into Fantastic Four, I, I started you know uh, finding some of the Ultimate stuff, and I gotta tell you, 
like I can't remember much of uh, Fantastic Four except for the weird one when they cross over with Marvel Zombies. Um, Ultimates is I remember like the Hulk eating somebody. <laughs> oh, that was uh, that was um, was that the I think that was the second one. That was I think that was I, Ultimates I Volume they all Two. All together, they got invaded by. Um, Shape-shifting zombies. Yes, yes, there were Nazis or something, I think. And that's how the Hulk beat the main guy. Yes, uh, and then Banner had a real big problem when he shrunk down to normal Banner size. Yeah. <laughs> um, they, they, it was very balls-to-the-wall kind of writing for this stuff. Uh, I read Ultimates, one thing that stuck out was the Hank Pym versus uh, uh, Captain America thing, where it was, you know, as happened in the regular universe, where he was, like, beating... Uh, uh, Wasp. Janet Pym, yeah. Yes. And uh, it turned into this knockout dragout with Giant Man versus Captain America. Mm -hmm. And it was great to see, like, Giant Man. And he's giant, Giant Man. He gets punched by Captain America. And uh, it, it was, like, you know, very uncomfortable as a storyline like that should be, you know. Um, and they just, it was very take no prisoners. Um, uh, and and that, that goes on, like, in the more recent stuff, especially with Ultimates. People are getting killed. They killed off so many. Wolverine, Wolverine got killed over an ultimatum, which was the the you know uh, uh, Magneto wave thing. I think I think mm -hmm. both Xavier and Magneto got killed. I think there's hints of both of them coming back more recently. Um, I, well, I always heard that um, the one of the points of the uh, Ultimate line was that if character's dead, he stays dead. I know they brought back like another version of Wolverine, like his son or something. It was his son. It was his son. You, you find out that he has, has a son. Um, and then that's a whole other thing. But stuff like, like okay, Reed Richards, and I missed the part where this happened, but I saw when he came back. Reed Richards goes, like, he's a super mind. What if he turns into a super villain and thinks he's smarter than everybody else? That happens. And then he creates this giant bubble over, that takes out half of the European continent, and it's a city in a dome that's that's processing, uh, time-shifting and processing and evolving uh, thousands of years over over days, mm -hmm. so they can become more evolved, and he can he can science more basically, right? right. Um, and then that's what it turns into cataclysm is <laughs> that version of Reed Richards wasn't around to figure out how to defeat Galactus, mm -hmm. like uh -huh. it was for our universe. Since Galactus, since you know, we talk about all the time. Things that are happening, and our our Marvel Galactus, the big purple guy, goes over and somehow molds with this swarm Galactus, and everybody's effed, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> and everybody's. Yeah, dealing that with... was the um, that was the climax of the Ultron, the Age of Ultron storyline. Okay, yeah, yeah. So that because they kind of broke reality there, and uh, mm -hmm. Galactus ended up popping into the Ultimate Universe. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Now that sounds really interesting and good, the stuff with Reed Richards. And I know almost anything can be good with the right, 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 right writer. That's real hard to say. Hmm. Uh, but is it good? It's interesting. Okay. It's a little heavy-handed <laughs> with Ultimates. Mm -hmm. um, Marvel got a little weird for a while, uh, especially around the Ultimatum stuff. Um, it was such good. You saw so much development with guys like Rogue, with characters. Like Wolverine was originally an assassin for Magneto, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how he was. And, and dealing with that and coming over. Um, Jean Grey uh, was more of a younger character, more of an interesting character. Uh, they did, I think they did a version of the Phoenix Saga. I'm, I'm reaching back trying to remember here. Um, and, they, and more recently, they, they did a thing where, uh, of course, there was a thing where, where the, the uh, United States actually went to another civil war over all these factions, like Hydra had a corner of the United States, and then Captain and, and uh, uh, the Sentinels become Sentinel with this uh, uh, evangelist guy. I think it's Trask, I can't remember, um, and that takes over the New York part, and and they're rounding up all the mutants, and they've taken over, like, the middle of the desert and, and have these, these uh, 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 you know, uh, camps, you know, Nazi, mm -hmm. you know, death camp kind of things set up for them. Yeah. Uh, and then, Captain, then Captain America becomes president and uh, and takes the back the country, you know. Uh, I think it's United, wow. United We Stand, Divided We Fall, or vice versa, <laughs> I think, actually. Yeah, it gets crazy. They don't give a, they don't give an F in the Marvel Universe. If you lived in the in, in the Ultimate Marvel Universe, you would not want to live in the Ultimate Marvel Universe. Yeah, that sounds. It sounds. It sounds like um, nobody's paying attention. They're just. Well, it, it's like yeah. it's like in the basement of 
Marvel headquarters. <laughs> the production for Ultimate Marvel, and nobody yep. is nobody upstairs is paying attention. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, and it's uh, it, but more interesting things happen. You know, there's the what if the mutants were given a Native American style. Uh, territory in the middle of the desert, and we really kind of left it out, left them out there in the desert to fail. But they actually kind of turned, uh, created a sentient seed that's actually a a plant-based mutant. And uh, <laughs> Tony Stark's trying to help them out, and Kitty Pryde's their leader because all the other leaders are dead. Yeah. Um, and Kitty Pryde has been through some stuff. Um, the one of the most interesting uh, uh, parts of the Ultimate I've shared this with you, and still the highlight to this day of comic reading for me is Ultimate Spider-Man. You start with it, it's very identifiable uh, with him in high school, and when you're reading Amazing Spider-Man, the, you know, since the 90s, it's like he's like married and stuff, you know? It's, it's, it's just, there's nothing to latch onto there. And then clones. My God, clones. Um, <laughs> so... So you're reading through that. He's having problems. And, and, and then it gets for a little bit like kind of like Spidey and his amazing friends. At a certain point, um, the Iceman and and Johnny Storm are living with him at his Aunt May's. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember. That's the one thing. Um, you know, we talk about all these ultimate books being crazy and everything like that, but I've mm-hmm. heard the one thing that is consistent and good throughout mm-hmm. is Ultimate Spider-Man, even, even and especially when it became Miles Morales. Even even that, even that. People have, have issues with that, of course, but I, I love what they're doing with it. Um, the, another part is, like, this love triangle. Sorry, more like a love rectangle that happens. Of course, there's the Mary Jane, there's the Gwen Stacy. Gwen Stacy does die, but she comes back. When, uh, both those characters are a little different than you expect and more interesting for it, I think. Um, I, Gwen I do Stacy, remember reading the, the Gwen Stacy stuff. Like when I had just first started gotten into it and they introduced Gwen Stacy, and immediately you're like, oh, okay, well, we know where this is going, and it's yeah, not so going there's there. This, there's this point where he's like sitting there and he's got these two chicks that know his secret and they're hanging out with him. It's like, man, it's not so bad to be Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Kitty Pride goes to his school. Yep. And then she's part of the love. And then at a certain point, him and her are going out and doing, uh, doing crime fighting. And and then that turns into this whole thing. And then it comes back around, and uh, something happened. Can't remember exactly the pinnacle here, but like then there's a shadowy figure. It turns out to be Kitty Pride, and now she's badass. Like she's learned how to make herself denser so she can punch harder. Right? Uh-huh. Like like. Like you never, I don't, I don't remember these powers in the, in the regular Marvel universe, right? <laughs> and it gets so interesting. And then when you finally get to the death of Peter Parker, when you're like, really, if a kid went and did this, and he's doing this, he's overextended himself, and then Captain America just told him that he doesn't have the stuff, and then he he pushes himself and actually gets in the way of the shot that was marked to kill Captain America. Mm-hmm. That doesn't kill him, but then the Green Goblin winds up on his doorstep, ready to slaughter all of his friends and family right in the middle of his neighborhood. And that last act of him trying to fend off the goblin, which in this version is a giant monster, right? right? It's yeah. not just like some dude that wants to be the Joker that has a cool little sled. You know what it's I mean? Like, I'm reading the Superior Spider-Man Green Goblin, and it's a freaking joke compared to the version they had here. It's, it's a monster, right? Um, and... Uh, uh, I, uh, it, it's, it's just from the beginning of that all the way through... To the death of Peter Parker, it is the most satisfying read I have ever had in comic history, and that's about 120 some issues. Yeah, that is right? that's saying a lot too. You have some bumps. That is high praise. I hate the Venom stuff. I absolutely hate this version of Venom. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, it seems too easy for me. Um, it's not a, it's not an alien symbiote. It's a created symbiote. Um, it's I feel like that's what they're going to do with this amazing Spider-Man stuff, where like his dad made it, and it's part of his DNA, and that's why it's after him. You know? Uh, yeah. Um, you know that whole thing. But uh, it, it and then when you get to Miles, and first Miles is going around, and he actually just wears a Spider-Man costume that I think he bought from a store, and then like he saves somebody. And he was like, man, that's really in bad taste. Because everybody has found out. There's this giant funeral. Everybody knows that Peter Parker was Spider-Man. Uh, Tony Stark feels bad, and he tells Gwen Stacy and 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 May, and May, Aunt May. I was like, you guys, you should get out of New York City, go wherever you want on my dime, whatever you guys want, you know. And eventually, they do come back, you know. And and like Miles, like not as Miles, like like runs into Gwen Stacy and says, what, you know, why did he do it, you know? Because mm-hmm. he was looking for motivation. Because he 
got bit by a spider, you know. <laughs> but he's yeah. different circumstances. He has both parents. Dole lo loses one during the course of things. So he has his Ben Parker moment, right? Mm -hmm. Again, just like Peter, the Venom symbiote is looking for him and ends up on his doorstep and mom dies, just like Gwen did. Mm-hmm. Like, the parallel's there. And then he gets thrust in and stuff, the Devile We Fall stuff, where uh, uh, I think her name is Jessica, who is, is uh, the clone of Peter Parker, that Spider-Woman in this version, which also gets really freaking complicated, especially when Johnny Storm has a crush on Spider-Woman, which is actually the clone of Peter Parker, so it's just a female Peter Parker, so it gets really weird. Wow. <laughs> for him to deal with. And then she, I think she was living in the house, too. So then yeah. you got Gwen Stacy, Peter Parker, uh, uh, Johnny Storm, Iceman, and I'm pretty sure Jessica, I think she went by Jessica during this, too, all living under the same roof. Wow. Yeah, May, May finds out. <laughs> um. And it's fantastic. Uh, and I really think a lot of the hooks are this are in the uh, new Ultimate Spider-Man that mm -hmm. they have. It, it, it's, it's, it's really good. Well, we talked about, and you, I mean, that's, that's the, I think, the highest praise that one can mm -hmm. really give for a comic. Um, and uh, I pulled it up, uh, I pulled Ultimate Spider-Man and Ultimate X-Men up on Wikipedia here, right, just to kind of compare and contrast. Now, like I said, mm -hmm. they both launched, same year, they were the, they were the launch books, 2001. Um, here is everyone who has written Ultimate X-Men over that time, Okay. Mark Miller, Chuck Austin, Jeff Johns, Brian Michael Bendis, Brian K. Vaughn, Mike Carey, Robert Kirkman, uh, Aaron Eli Collette, and that's it. Okay? Okay. Here's the list of everyone who has written Ultimate Spider-Man over that same period of time. <laughs> Brian Michael Bendis. That's it. <laughs> Beautiful. And, and, and this is the reason why when I see Brian Michael Bendis on something like this, I noticed his name on the new Galaxy, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy when I was getting into that run, um, and he is the Jeff Johns of the Marvel. I agree. If I see his name, it's like I gotta read this book. I don't yeah. give a crap about Aquaman, but I gotta read this book. Yeah, you know? they uh, they put they knew when they launched this Marvel Now stuff, they had they knew which books needed to sell big, mm -hmm. uh, because the Guardians movie was coming out. They even knew that um, uh, Days of Future Past was coming out, so they put him on all new X Men. They put him on uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. And it worked. I mean, they're very popular books to this day. So, I mean, uh, this is the guy behind House of M, Secret Invasion. Um, yeah, a yeah. lot of a lot of his stuff. I mean, I th I feel that he by himself is again another another episode. He has written so many fantastic comics. Um, he wrote Powers, which went on for a long time and is soon to be a Netflix series. He wrote oh, on Daredevil, which is soon to be a Netflix series. Um, oh, no, I think Powers is FX. No, uh, actually, I think it's PlayStation Network. Oh, it's PlayStation. Okay. <laughs> I think I heard. I'll keep track of that. Uh, Alias, which is about Jessica Jones, that's going to be a Netflix series. Um, he worked on House of M, which I actually really enjoyed. Um, Spider-Woman. I, I mean, the list goes on. Mm -hmm. Even if you just follow that, nothing else. I say it gets a little sloppy with X Men, with all those writers and everything, and and even like probably about the third series of Ultimates, you're going to be like, why at this yeah. point? Yeah, you can uh, stop dead at that second. And there are, like I said, there are a lot of oddball series. There's like here's the, what we talk about. The, the you mentioned a bunch of the secrets and powers and a few other ones mm -hmm. like. Like they stopped. Like I think they stopped Fantastic Four, and they had all these other ones. You know, like it was just a bunch of miniseries, and it's hard to keep up with it. And I'm still there's actually a timeline to figure out where all the miniseries are. Mm -hmm. If you go to, go through the bottom, I think uh, most of these Ultimate ones have have this timeline set up here, or maybe you have to go to the regular Marvel Ultimate Marvel something like that. Oh yeah. Uh, but I'm I remember sitting there like, what do I read next? Oh my god, oh no, okay, I gotta get these Avengers books. And then I go to the Ultimate books, and then I do this, and then I spin around, you know. And, oh, yeah. and it gets really hard to do that. Between uh, between annuals and uh, one-shots and crossovers, and, mm -hmm. you know, it's there, there's a lot of meat there. And uh, folks, uh, we are coming right along here. This is uh, the second segment, and uh, we can't wait to come back for the third one. Stick around, quick word from our sponsors, Panorite. Riot. Time for me to explain that Petri California Sherry is not only an ideal wine to serve before dinner, but it's also the perfect wine for almost any occasion. Petri Sherry is fine after dinner, when you're listening to the radio or just sitting around talking. And, of course, you couldn't ask for a finer party wine than Petri Sherry, especially if your party is at cocktail time. If you don't know what wine to buy, you can't go wrong with Petri Sherry. But be sure it's Petri 
Look for the letters P-E-T-R-I. They spell the proudest name in the history of American wine. Folks, welcome back to the third episode of Panel Riot. I'm here with my guest, Sorgatron, and we are talking all things Ultimate Marvel Comics. Uh, I want to say thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to the Petra family, the family that took time to bring you good wine. Uh, Sorg, we were talking a little bit during the break about uh, your completionist tendencies. Tell us a little bit more about that. It is a problem. It is a problem. Because, again, like as I was picking up comics at the newsstand back in the day, then I had these stacks of comics of uh, Heathcliff, I guess, uh, and Transformers. Uh, and I, I always had those in-between ones I never got my hands on, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, again, I, I really just wanted the whole story, you know? I, and that's why I was looking for that in-between book. And it was such a pain in the butt. You know, to, to find that one issue of Transformers in between, you know, the Dinobots and the, instruct, the Constructicons. So when I when I got those DVDs that we mentioned before that were like, here's the entire series of Uncanny X-Men. And then you go back and you realize how hard it is to read X-Men from the 70s. Oh, man. Some of that stuff is hurtful. It is so tough to read. And I was, I was doing okay. Then I got to, like, the 80s. And I'm like, oh, this is why I never got into X-Men then. Because it's not enjoyable. Wow. <laughs> um, but, so... So that that's always provided the challenge for me. I want to read the entire thing. I want to know the whole story. And to me, like in the Marvel Universe, all of that stuff still matters that happened way back then. Mm-hmm. And kind of the Civil War happened, but this is still the same characters that Secret Wars happened to, you know, like in my head. Like like that's I kind of love the interspersed thing, you know, like Star Wars. Or, I'm sorry, not Star Wars, Star Trek mm-hmm. actually is really good about this, right? Because you're know, like I'm rewarded for having watched all those episodes of Next Generation when I go and watch uh, Enterprise, and they, they call forward to something, you know? Um, something like that. So, when when you have something like the Ultimate Series, where you're like, oh, I can start, we only have like 120 issues of this? I know it sounds like a lot. <laughs> I know it sounds like a lot, but it's like, so I don't have to feel like I need to go back to Amazing uh, Fantasy number fifteen, I think it was, for Spider-Man in order to really know all of my Spider-Man. Right. You know, I uh, so I've I've kind of tried to convert myself to jumping on points for certain series like Green Arrow. My God, I'm not going back on Green Arrow before the before the Kevin Smith era. <laughs> <laughs> Except I do want to read the Green Arrow. Uh, Green Lantern Road Stories series. Oh I yeah, trade yeah. paperback here, really good things. So, but, um, so Marvel, Marvel Unlimited must be like a dream for you. Oh, it was. It was perfect. It's like, wait, wait, I can just start with this. I can see where they go with this, and I love alternate versions. I look at every movie. People get get mad when the movies don't fit their version of Spider-Man, but I love like, oh, I like what they did there. You know, mm-hmm. I just watched Turtles today, and I haven't seen this version of Turtles, right? And it's different than every version of Turtles that I've seen as far as how they got together. Is Splinter a rat or a human that got turned? Do a rat. Which version are we getting this time? Right? Right? Is it, mm-hmm. it, why? Why does April O'Neil know ninjutsu all of a sudden? You know, I, you know that that kind of weird stuff. But I I welcome the new versions and takes on it. Mm-hmm. I welcome the new versions and takes on Spider-Man. Different takes on Batman. As long as he's not shooting a gun, I'm okay. Right. Okay. Uh, as a, as a small side note. Um, I, I've heard a lot of people talking about the new Turtles movie, obviously, and they uh, they actually mentioned the most recent animated one, the CG one. Mm-hmm. What did you think of that? Did you like that? The CG one? Yeah, the one with I, like Patrick Stewart. I liked it. I really I, liked I it. It was amazing. I don't understand I really how it. people can think it was bad. No, no, it just it just wasn't given enough credit. I think it wasn't positioned right, and. I don't know. It, yeah, it played enough it was... homage. It really, if you were watching the cartoon at the time, it, you were really rewarded because it felt like a sequel to that. Yeah, that's exactly right. It was. That's how I described it. It was. This is what the turtles have been up to while you were busy uh, growing up and having a life. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And they actually, they actually have a scene that calls back to all three of the old movies too in the yeah. CG version. So, um, anyways, sorry. Uh, so you were you were talking about alternate versions and things like that, and that actually uh, leads perfectly into my uh, my next question here. Um, what is something, or multiple things, that happened in the Ultimate Universe, different takes on characters, uh, or different events, that you wish they had done in the main universe? For instance, um, Miles Morales as taking the place of Peter Parker. Um, I'm going to be kind of contrary on that. I don't, I don't wish they did. 
Uh-huh. I think the Marvel is the Marvel like the, the when you go when you jump into the Marvel universe, uh, and this is my take on the Marvel universe. My jumping back on the Marvel universe point was Civil War for the mm-hmm. most part. Civil War, Planet Hulk, War War Hulk, that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so right. I you know I, I everyone should read it. I dipped out uh, probably a little bit post onslaught and Heroes Reborn and got back Civil War. Well, that's a good time. Uh, that was a good time. Yeah, that sounds like I didn't miss much, right? Um, so, to me, the Marvel Universe as it stands is this interesting thing where it is not very special anymore to be a mutant or a superhero. Uh, uh, the Avengers are this multinational, multi-state initiative. There's more Avengers than there are uh, public school kids at this point or something, you know? I mean, it's just, it's kind of crazy, right? Uh, I don't understand how any crime happens in New York City because there's so many superheroes. Also, <laughs> like, there is the, uh, uh, what do they call themselves? Collateral damage, I think they're called. Uh, where, that, where it's, the, it's, it's the cleanup after superheroes. It's the cleanup crew for every superhero throwdown. Yeah. Right? It's a company. And there's and there was a great miniseries or something, I think definitely during Civil War, where they talked about just them. You know, and they were referenced in the recent Avengers Assemble cartoon, by the way. Um, oh, interesting. They said, "Yeah, get cloud damage down here" or something like that. Like, there's this, there's so many moving parts, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in this version, the ultimate version is pared down. Huge, crazy crap happens, but there's this team, and there's this team, and there's the X Men, and then there's this, right? Right. Um, there's less parties, so it doesn't feel so overblown. And that's why I think you can do certain things in the Ultimate Universe that matter more than in the regular Marvel Universe. Interesting. What, what matters in the Marvel Universe, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we have to bring back old characters. We have to break time. Or we don't even realize... Like, 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 I, like I don't know how many times S.H.I.E.L.D. has approached the X-Men and says, you guys keep effing with time, mm-hmm. right? Well, now it's everybody. Now it's the. Well, now it's everybody, and, and, and it's like but they you tried don't to send Hulk any... through time to fix it. And... But you don't do anything about it, and, you know. And I, I'm really, I'm really sad to hear that Indestructible Hulk is is coming to a close because I really love that concept of the Bruce Banner trying to make up for all the destruction by being the scientist he always thought he was, you know, and, and him having that big chip on his shoulder there. Like it was such a great series until they got into the time stuff. You know, it's it's worth mentioning that you're the third guest I've had here on on Panel Riot, right? And you are the second guest to say that exact same I thing. I think I am inspired by Jack's talking about that last week. <laughs> well, Jack, I mean, Jack's right, and you're right. It was That was amazing. They, that's such a great concept that I feel that, you know, it did the not hiring, get its time. The hiring process for the, the lab assistants was fantastic. It was amazing. That was such a good book, and I don't know why they made that, you know, hard left turn. Maybe it wasn't selling enough, but, God, that was a great great concept. That was the most interested I'd been in the Hulk but, since Planet Hulk. But it feels like the regular Marvel Universe, especially Marvel now, is doing that, Is 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 trying to make the hard lefts. You know, they're they're making female Thor and 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 Black Falcon, Captain America, and Tony 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 Stark's gonna go out to Silicon Valley and and have a white Iron Man suit and sell an app. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I to mean, be fair, I mean, for the past uh, whenever the hell Marvel now came out, true. Tony Stark has been wearing black and gold. You know, is and it black a, and gold? It's black and something. And he took a trip to space with the Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy, which was a fantastic four or five issue. He's just, he just hanging out with Groot and Rack, Rocket Raccoon. Uh, and That and, was pretty fun, and I like that he was our kind of way into that. But I also like that... Um, I, I don't know where this came from. I don't know if this was Bendis' choice or if it came down from on high, but they were like, Tony is out of his depth, and he has to look like an idiot. <laughs> Because yeah, like he's never just, been to space before all these yeah. years. He's that's, just that's, blown away by everything. Anyways, anyways. Yeah. Um, I love other that. than that, uh, yeah, but no, yeah, but I feel like I feel like they are doing that. Like, um, I feel like just ultimate is very take no prisoners. But if you were that way, like I think they just recently killed all the regular Avengers slash Ultimates. I haven't gotten to it on myself, but I think Cataclysm uh-huh. ends with all of them dying. And so there's you're not, you're not far off actually. Like like so so like you can't do that to the regular universe because we're still making movies about those guys. Yeah. You know? Like yeah, there's they, they there's to... a certain uh, corporate speak that needs to happen 
to support this, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like when the X-Men movies happened and all of a sudden my X-Men comic books all had leather outfits, you know? It's like, thanks, guys. That was part of, that's, that was part of now, my stepping out point. But which came first? Was it, um, was it the movie or was it the uh, was it Grant Morrison series? Which 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 one influenced which? Because I think the Grant Morrison series came out before the movies. Mm, well, it always comes out with the movies. Guardians of the Galaxy came out way before the movie, but they were already in the process of making the movie. So I think the movie influences more than anything. That's a good point. That's a good point, folks. We'll check in on that. Uh, write us at panelriot at uh, gmail dot com, and uh, we will uh, we'll mention it on the next show. We'll find out what the fact is, which came first, New X Men or the X Men movie. Um, I just want to point out that I retransformed uh, Shockwave back into human form. You didn't even you didn't form. even show and see. All right, now here's what you have to do. You're gonna have to have him in transformer form. You know, take a picture and then transform him into uh, robot form, and mm-hmm. Then take a picture and we'll post that over at panelriot.com. Go and check mm-hmm. us out at panelriot.com. I'm do a funky pose while I'm at it too. Yeah. So you like that? Um, you feel that you know, ultimate universe is ultimate universe, main universe is main universe, and yeah, you know, you're fine yeah. with the choices being where they are. Yeah, I mean, and that's uh, you know. Yeah, that, that that that's exactly it. It's like, oh, these kind of things happen over here. If I re- want to read this kind of Spider-Man book, it's over here. If I re- want to read this kind of Spider-Man book, it's over here, you know. Um, and I think that's fine. You know, then you have Spider-Man that all oh, this stuff happened to, and that makes a different Spider-Man, uh, unfortunately a dead Spider-Man, uh, versus all the stuff that happened to the regular Spider-Man, right? right? And half the stuff we've forgotten about, you know? Yeah. Um, like, it gets so complicated. I don't know who half the people are when I jump into a Spider-Man book. Somebody's always in the hospital when I jump into Spider-Man, and, and it's somehow Peter's fault, and that's why I've loved Superior, because it goes so left field, and I get to catch up with all the stuff, and he makes up new stuff, and, like, I really he was a teacher at some point, like, little Jack last week was talking about that. He's mm-hmm. part of this company. Now he went, Doc Ock got him to go get his doctorate and all this crap, you know, yeah. it's it's so Listen, great. When, when Peter Parker was a teacher, uh, that was my favorite run of oh, Spider-Man I to check that anywhere out. ever. It was amazing. Um, so you, you were talking about, um, you know, most of the Ultimates and everybody getting killed. That's that's actually true. In April 2014, they launched uh, all new Ultimates, and that team, oh, I closed it, closed it, oh, there it is. Okay, that team is just um, Spider-Man. Miles Morales, Spider-Man, Black Widow, uh, mm-hmm. who was. I think it's formerly... a different. Black... I think it's a different Black Widow. I think um, like this, her this name Chang be... or something. This one used to be Spider Woman, I think. Oh, she becomes Black Widow. I think. Oh, that's cool. The wording is ambiguous. Uh, Kitty Pride, <laughs> Bombshell, and Cloak and Dagger, and those are the Ultimates now. Even that Bombshell. Was... Bombshell was this character. She was robbing banks with her mother, and during the Miles run here um, <laughs> that they just finished. Uh, she, she's, she, like, like, mom made me do it, um, I don't want to be bad, she started going to school, and then Peter's like, I recognize you, hey, I'm Spider-Man, um, and then also Cloak and Dagger popped up, and there's this whole, uh, there's a whole other thing, and then they, like, kind of started the, the teenager team-up mini-Avengers team, which I'm presuming just turns into the Avengers book that you're talking about, mm-hmm. and I, like, I, like, knowing that that was gonna happen, I was just like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. I, I see what's going on here, you know, and I love like the, the the whole like like meshing that was going on there, you know. Right. Um, well, there's that. There's actually only three Ultimates books. When all this comes down, all this Cataclysm stuff, there's there's all new Ultimates. Like I mentioned, there's Ultimate FF, which mm-hmm. is like uh, Sue Storm, Iron Man. I think Doctor Doom's on the team, and one other person who I'm forgetting. Um, and then there's Miles Morales Ultimate Spider-Man. That's continuing on. So that's it. Those are the three books, you know. They, and they've they've never had a large line. That's where all those 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 mini series came in. You know, they're always pared down. There's not there's a lot going on, but in few places. And mm-hmm. I think that's the best thing about it. Yeah, from the from the looks of it, at this timeline, they've only had four consistent books running per year at a time. Mm-hmm. And that was, uh, the most was 2000, 2006 to 2008 when it was like Ultimate Spider-Man, X-Men, Ultimates, and Fantastic Four. That was it. 
Very interesting. So uh, to, to kind of wrap things up here for the listener at home, Sorg, if someone were to want to start from scratch, had never read any of the Ultimate comics, where should they start? Spider-Man. Spider-Man's the key to everything. Okay. Spider-Man's definitely the key. I would start with Spider-Man. Uh, until you feel like, I think there's some points in there where it starts crossing over a little bit, like he meets the X-Men and stuff like that. Um, if you feel like it, you can, at that point, I think this is what I did actually, was I would go back and then go read X-Men up to that point to kind of catch up with what's going on. Um, and then dig out from there to, to uh, final, final, uh, I'm sorry, not final, uh, uh, Fantastic Four and Ultimates, as okay. you will, with caution. <laughs> um, but if you, Get through that Ultimate Spider-Man. Uh, that that get get at least get through Death of Peter Parker. You know, do the long run. Go get in there for the long haul. Okay. Uh, know, know that's coming, and and knowing that's coming will actually I think add a lot of weight to your reading too. Because mm-hmm. because it's it gets heavy. I'd I'd say at at times it it gets it's realistic. It's, it it really is. It really feels like Ultimate says what if what if there were really mutants and superheroes in our world, and how would we react? Mm-hmm. I think it's a more realistic take. It is. It's like it's like well, of course people would have a problem with this part, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't want to say more realistic take. It's a more modern take. In the regular Marvel universe, yeah. people are people know that there's Marvel that there's um there's superheroes around, and they just like oh look there goes Iron Man or one of his armors, you know? Yep. They yeah. Had time I, to adjust. Exactly, and so this is this is this is a fresh new world that hasn't had superheroes what since the '60s or something, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, but I like it, and you'll you'll as you read through, you'll see the cues that they've taken in more recent uh, cartoons and movies. So if you're like, this isn't my Spider-Man, you just found what Spider-Man they were looking at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like the Ultimates, the first the uh, the Ultimates Volume One, they took a lot of that for the for like the Avengers. And the mm-hmm. whole Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know. You want to know why Nick Fury is played by Samuel L. Jackson? That's why. They made they made that Nick Fury. They, I think like in mind that Samuel L. Jackson would hopefully play him one day. When, yeah. when whoever did that. There's a there's a whole scene in the first Ultimates book where they're basically casting themselves for the movie. Yes. Like oh, I think I, I see that again. I can't remember where it's at or who everybody picked, but I think. Um, they were actually making fun of Bruce Banner and saying, oh, he'll be Steve Buscemi, you know what I mean? And I think they wanted Brad Pitt to play um, Iron Man and all this stuff. It was crazy. And that's, and that's, that's that, that, that foot in the real world that the Ultimate, the Ultimate Comics series does. Mm-hmm. You're getting that more now with regular Marvel comics, I think. But it started then. Like, you would always yeah. get, I'm going to go to Fun Fun Burger and, and blah, blah, blah. I don't know why I'm going to go and doing burger joints, but you know what I mean, you know. <laughs> like, it, you, it's like we're having this weird oddball world where it's not a Burger King, you know. Versus, yeah. no, there's a Burger King, just like in your world, you know. Yeah. Well, uh, I think and, it's, and that makes it more relatable. You know, Marvel's, Marvel's a different animal now. It's backed by, um, uh, backed by Disney and everything like that. So now people are paying Marvel to be in their comics, you know. Exactly. Um, uh, and on a weird side note, if you go back and read the uh, Iron Man Extremist storyline that uh, Warren Ellis wrote, uh, they just drew him as Tom Cruise. And it's <laughs> very distracting. It is very distracting. <laughs> is that that one they made the motion comic out of? I, I, watched I, on think, I think they did, yeah. Let me look back at that one. It is, uh, it is something else. Um, well, folks, we have worked our way through yet another episode of Panel Riot. This has been absolutely fantastic. I want to thank my guest, Sorgatron, uh, for appearing this week. Sorg, where can people find more of you? Well, a lot of me uh, starts the bread the bread trail breadcrumb trail starts at mikesorg.com m i k e s o r g dot com. But a lot of my productions and such are happening at sorgatronmedia.com. All the podcasts and stuff. Uh, but the big thing, the big focal point, also the big activity where you will know everything that I'm doing is uh, Twitter at sorgatron as well. Fantastic. Um, Sorg is a man. He's like I said in the opening. He's the busiest person I know. Um, and as soon as you go to SorgatronMedia.com, you will find out that that is true. I don't. And yet I feel like I don't have to do, do enough around here. Isn't that that's the worst that's feeling? A weird, weird thing. Do you sometimes you just sit down? You know, you probably get this with with comics. I get it with video games a lot. But you sit down and you you try to relax and do something and you can't because you're like, well, I could be doing 
so many other things than this. I went and watched two movies today just so I wasn't working. <laughs> I go to the theater to make sure I won't pick up a laptop and start working on something. Very nice. That's a good that's a good technique. Yeah. That's a very good technique. Summer's been really good for that. Yeah. Uh, folks, thank you for listening. You want more Panel Riot? You can join us here on the internet at panelriot.com. You can also follow along on Twitter at Panel Riot, of course. Uh, you can now find us on iTunes. That's right, folks. Starting with this very episode, you can download us on iTunes and uh, all available you know, platforms that they filter out to. Do you have, uh, do you have Downcast? Well, you can get uh, Panel Riot on there as well. Um, and, of course the iTunes podcasting app. I want to know what you think of the show. The show is uh, in its infancy. It's a work in progress, and I want to know what you think. Please send us an email to panelriot at gmail.com. I want to know what you're reading, what you like, what you hate, and what, tell me about your aspirations for the future. You know, Tell me your deeper secrets. I promise they will stay between you and me and anyone who listens to the podcast, so uh, keep it clean. Thanks for listening, True Believers. Until next week, when hopefully I will have thought up a catchphrase. Panel Riot is a proud member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.